This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. I'm Robin Hilton from NPR Music. I'm here with contributor Serena Turos. Hey, Serena. Hey, Robin. Beaming to us all the way from Colombia, we've got Letitia Harris. Letitia. Hi, Robin. And from Radio Milwaukee, Tariq Moody. Hey, Robin. It's New Music Friday, that day of the week when most EPs and albums come out. As always, we sort through a massive pile of releases and find the best ones to share here on the program. We've got new ones this week from Hozier. Hozier's back with an EP ahead of a full length due later this year. We've also got new music from Princess Nokia, 100 Gex, and more. But we start this week's show off with something completely unexpected. It's the rapper T-Pain. Like you've never heard him before, he's got this wild new collection of cover songs out today called On Top of the Covers. This is his version of the Black Sabbath song, War Pigs. You know, that song is going to be such a good stadium opener or closer. I, <laughs> That's amazing. That's so high energy. I really love this cover album. I went into it expecting something cheesy, especially because of the cover art. And, you know, while it has big uncle energy, I think it really <laughs> highlights his versatility as an artist. You know, right off the bat, T-Pain, when he came out in 2005, kind of had the world of hip hop in his hands. I think there was like a four year stretch where he was featured on 50 or more chart-topping singles. He was Nicki Minaj before Nicki Minaj, you know? Everyone wanted them on his song or their song. Everybody wanted to copy his style. He really revolutionized hip-hop. And then there was that wave of anti-autotune sentiment that led to this idea that he wasn't a good musical artist without his vocal effects. And I feel like in recent years, because of that, he has kind of struggled with commercial domination and artistic control. So while it's a little random... This covers album isn't completely out of the blue. You know, going into genres like country, rock, blues, pop allows him to experiment with his voice and style. And he really pushes the envelope. I feel like he elevates every track on this album from its source material, especially War Pigs. I completely agree with that. Um, But I want to talk really quick. You mentioned the cover. I want to just go to the album cover. (laughs) When I saw that, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what am I getting into? (laughs) He's reclined right. with a rose between his teeth and a, you know, a bottle of champagne and a bucket of ice. It's pretty cheesy. It's super cheesy. This War Pigs track, I just echoed Living Color, Corey Glover vibes. The other track I really love is the Chris Stapleton track. I used to spend my nights in a ballroom. Liquor was the only 
Which it sounds like he's going to church. But the track I didn't really like, and it's not his fault, is the Journey cover. Just a small town girl living in a lonely world. Took the midnight train going anywhere. And because I hate karaoke, and I was forced to go to watch people do karaoke, and they always did this song. And I hate that song because of karaoke. So it's not T-Pain's <laughs> fault for that. I think it's kind of a joke. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I listened to it, you know, imagining him like winking at me from the from the cover art. You know, it's a little tongue in cheek. But this album does feel like a victory lap in every angle that you look at it. He kind of implies in his press statement for the album that he's been trying to work on this for a while now and it wasn't a priority with his last label. But now that he's independent, he can kind of do whatever he wants. And so he's kind of, you know, like Hannah Montana-ing it on this album. He's got the best <laughs> of both worlds. He's got the stirring vocals on a song like A Change Is Gonna Come. I was born by the river In a little tent Oh, just like the river I've been running Ever since I think we're now at a place where we can really respect and appreciate his artistic influence on not just hip-hop, but popular music. And so I thought this was a really fun project for him. He's going from Sam Cooke to Journey to Chris <laughs> Stapleton and Black Sabbath. I mean, that's a flex. I mean, that, that's is. like... <laughs> but I also want to add, like, this is just pure black boy joy for me, for him, I guess. It just felt like he was just enjoying life, enjoying... Just put, doing a record for fun. T-Pain, with a kind of amazing collection of cover songs called On Top of the Covers. Also out today is a new EP from the singer Hozier. It's called Eat Your Young. This is the title cut. This is Hozier's first collection of music since his 2019 album, Wasteland Baby. And this one's really interesting because I think it's a lot poppier than some of the music that he has done in the past, which it still does have a very strong blues element to it. But, you know, even on a song like All Things End. If there was anyone to ever 
there was this melodic phrasing to it and this chord progression. I've definitely heard this from some 90s diva, and I think it was giving like a little bit of Mariah Carey, a little bit of Whitney Houston. So I think it's really interesting to hear him, you know, expand a little bit of his influence. I think if you're a fan of Hozier, you're gonna like this. It still has incredible vocal deliveries. He's one of the best lyricists working right now. And I think it's like a, a tasteful little look at what's to come. I love it when he goes gospel. I think it's on the final track of the EP, like the gospel choir that he brings in. Because, you know, he was a part of an Irish choir, I think, when he was at Trinity. And I think he's done a really good job at bringing in all the different things he's learned in his travels as a musician into this track. Like, you can hear a lot of different influences and a lot of different um, inspirations. And I think that's really fun. Yeah. He was saying that he started reading Dante's Commedia and specifically the first book, The Inferno. And so two of these songs are inspired by different circles of hell, like Eat Your Young is related to the, the vice of gluttony and All Things End is related to heresy. I'm interested to see how the other circles of hell figure into this. I think Hozier's always been an artist very interested in death and devotion and the way that death doesn't end love. And so I think that's a perfect match to me is like Dante and Hozier. Yeah, it, this makes me like very excited for the new album. He's a soulful artist. I mean, he didn't deviate from, he didn't do a, a left turn or anything, which is completely fine. I just love the consistency of Hozier, at least on this project. Hozier, his new EP out today ahead of a full-length album is called Eat Your Young. Another one we're loving that's out now actually dropped a bit earlier this week. On Tuesday, it's from Princess Nokia. It's called I Love You, But This Is Goodbye. This is the song The Fool. Project, I basically describe it as uh, the songs represent phases of a breakup from a toxic relationship. I think that each song kind of goes through this phase from dealing with closure, which is a pop punk song, to ending with happiness. I've been working, I've been busy, all of a sudden you don't miss me Guess your ego kind of fragile and you forget how to text me It's so funny how they love you when they think that they beside you But you want another level when they stand right behind you Dealing with finally moving on, reclaiming her self-confidence and self-love from a toxic relationship But the, just her diversity of voice, her range from 
this pop-like vocals to the hip-hop vibes like on Angels and Demons. It's just true Princess Nokia at its finest. It just really conjured up her, her first debut album, and I really love it. Tariq, I love what you said about the phases because when I was listening to this album, it felt like she was trying on different skins throughout the album, both lyrically and sonically. And I kept being like, oh, who does this remind me of? Who does this remind me of? And I got like Lana Del Rey vibes at one point, Natalia Laforcade, Rosalia even. And it was just really interesting to see like all the different channels that she can express her emotions and voice through. And I think that is reflective of like heartbreak and the different emotions you have um, in that process, especially from a toxic relationship. I feel like to me, it was kind of hard to identify her voice as a constant thread. But, you know, the most interesting thing about Princess Nokia's music are her experimentation, her experimental musical arrangements and her quotables. And I think this album, like you said, Derek, is a really good reminder of her first album and also 1992 Deluxe. I think this highlight what she's best at. Yeah, I think they're a rapper that really resists stasis. You know, I was going back and listening to some of their older work. They have this prodigious output. They put out loose tracks almost every year and they've had a new project almost every other year. And often, you know, none of it really sounds alike. And even within the same project, different songs barely sound alike. But I think that really speaks to their musical influences and the way that they mash it all together. I mean, I think my favorite product of theirs was their 2018 mixtape, A Girl Cried Red, which was more of in like the emo rap vein. And you do hear some of that popping back up. But their singing style is very hard to pin down. I think their voice contains a lot of multitudes. It's almost like Whiplash, the mixtape. Yeah, just like the unifying theory of Princess Nokia in 2023 is that you really can't pin them down. They can do everything. I'm wondering what you think about a song like Closure. It made me think how it's been such a long time since guitar rock was the dominant sound, right? But it feels like it's been thrown a lifeline and survived as a thread through other genres like hyper-pop and R&B in recent years. And I don't want to make too much of it because Closure is really the only song where you hear a lot of it on this record. But I have found that that's where I kind of get my guitar rock fixed these days. I kind of noticed that. I mean, think about Little Yachty, Little Uzi Vert. Mm-hmm. A lot of mm-hmm. these young, especially young rappers and black artists, young black artists are bringing it into their sound. I've met a lot of younger black generation who are really into emo. As a former black scene girl, I want to say that like emo in the younger black generations and the idea of this are t- alternative way of expressing. I remember the first time I painted my nails black, my dad was like, you're going to hell. And it's just like, to be able to express yourself, I think being able to express yourself for like younger black kids, the different avenues that we have access to, hearing, you know, old 90s rock, old emo, being able to kind of incorporate that into the sounds that we grew up on, that soulful R&B, and like hip hop itself as well. I think younger black musicians are making such fun music by combining all these different things and like guitar rock like lives on through alternative black music. Princess Nokia is the singer. Their new album is called I Love You But This Is Goodbye. We do have a few more releases we want to highlight for you this week, but first we need to take a short break and we'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. 
Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Bluehost. Try Bluehost Cloud, the hosting plan made for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, fast load times, and 24-7 support, your sites can handle high traffic spikes. Visit Bluehost.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company. Since 1993, Lagunitas has been challenging the status quo, brewing innovative beer, and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of craft brews, cult classics, and non-alcoholic options, there's a seat at the bar for everyone. Bring the dog, too. Lagunitas Brewing Company. Because every great song deserves a great beer. It's good to have friends. Learn more at Lagunitas.com. On NPR's Throughline. We cannot function for 24 hours without COBOL because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. It's New Music Friday from NPR. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Serena Turos, Letitia Harris, and Tariq Moody. And we're looking at the best releases out now on March 17th, including this next one from the duo known as 100 Gex. The album is called 10,000 Gex. This is the song Dumbest Girl Alive. obsessed with this album. <laughs> I think this is a really mature progression for 100 Gex in the sense that the lyrics are it's kind of obscured by the hyper pop and like the loud production and just like the overwhelming intense sensation of what you're hearing. But when you actually take a time to look at the lyrics, you know, they're really introspective and they're kind of very poetic. Like there's this one in the song Frog on the Floor. They're saying give him some space. He's still working it out. Give him some space. He doesn't know what people think about. He's been chilling in the basement for a minute. I just think it's time he moved into the kitchen. Give him some space and let him do his thing. Make him feel safe and listen to him sing. Frog on the floor, where'd he come from? Nobody knows where he'll go. Frog on the floor, where'd he come from? The idea that this like really silly song about a frog and you know it does combine these very painful elements and 
into like this very introspective song about like being at a party and not really feeling like you fit in and everyone can see that you don't fit in you're just kind of like oh god I'm like the frog um, in the corner that, that song was like a story that someone hallucinated when they were right. in some sort of altered state it's so goofy when so much of the record hits so hard and it, it's such a jarring and incredible contrast I know. I was thinking about that because I feel like that's the most playful song on the record. And the other ones are just like really, really hard hitting. Like they go into like alt rock. It sounds like Lincoln Park. There's a Cypress Hill sample. And they really pull from a lot of more 90s rock elements to create hyper pop in this space. But that song is such a like random. Um, this could be like playing at a carnival and it wouldn't be any different. Yeah. You know, the joke is that they wanted this album to sound 10 times as good as the last one, which was their debut in 2019, <laughs> A Thousand Gex. And I don't know if they accomplished 10 times as good, but it's still very, very good. And I think this also is music that just lights up my brain. I'm like, I love maximalism. And I think I'm really interested in them because they use sound as an instrument. And what I mean by that is that 100 Gex are interested in the line where music becomes noise. And they're always trying to push the limits of where a listener can distinguish between the two. And I think that's most apparent on a song like Billy Knows Jamie. which is leaning into this death metal in a way that feels like such a natural compliment to their repertoire. And I know it's corny and every music critic uses this quote at some point, but it really reminded me of what Brian Eno has said in the past, that imperfections in a medium will become its signature. And I think like 100 Gex are so interested in what the limits of digital recording are and how to push past them and use it as a filter, as a practice and an approach to turn different genres on their heads i just i never heard of them before and i just i was like oh let me play this and i'm like this is like the first time <laughs> i heard you know the debut album dj shadow or the first time i heard hudson mohawk i'm already automatically a fan because i saw the name i'm like what kind of band is 100 gex that made no sense to me i never heard of them and i'm like i'm in love i love there's a reason why i love music i love that i want a, I want a low rider mm-hmm. and drive in la and bump this Blast with the hydraulics, <laughs> like with the hydraulics, like that's that's what I want to do. This is a reason for me to get a lowrider. By far, one of my favorite albums of the year so far. One hundred Gex is the band. Their bonkers new record is called Ten Thousand Gex. All right, another one out today that we're loving comes from the artist Eve's Tumor. It's called Praise the Lord Who Choose But Which Does Not Consume, or simply Hot Between Worlds. This is the song Echolalia. Can 
I always love EU's style, whether it's the music or just his presence. This just conjures up my graduation college years into my early career life. Early Nine Inch Nails, TV on a radio, all the rock that I got into and I love. And it's probably one of my favorite uh, least rock releases of the year so far. It blends psychedelia, electronic, and indie rock from a variety of kind of themes of darkness to light to pop to even kind of even church-like spiritual vibes on this record. One of the songs I really do love is Meteora Blues. Which is this catchy, fuzzed out guitar metal, then like grunge like vibes with lyrics that are very visual. He's a very visual storyteller throughout this album, along as terms like heaven and there's spiritual terms throughout this album. And then Heaven Surrounds Us Like a Hood. That was a deep track. I mean, it was surreal lyrics, but it was talking about, you know, everybody starts off innocent, but at the end of the day, that innocence is gone. Yeah, they've been on a major kick since their 2018 album, Safe in the Hands of Love. And in particular, I do feel like our 21st century guitar gods like Jack White and St. Vincent have kind of abandoned us a little bit where they don't really sound like the future anymore. They're looking back and thinking about replicating sounds of the past. But this sounds like such a futuristic rock record. And I mean, a lot of that is credits to their lead guitarist, Chris Griotti. But I think, Tariq, you mentioned Heaven Surrounds Us Like a Hood, which I think is my favorite song on this album. And I think it encapsulates a lot of the themes which are about finding your place in the world when the world is so disorienting. They sing this line, this world feels so ugly when life makes a fool of us kind of so sweetly, and then these guitars just like drop in and thrash and kind of proving the point of, let me show you how ugly the world can be. And I think the facility of electric guitar in this album is so incredible. If this is their level up, I cannot imagine <laughs> how insane the next album is going to be. <laughs> Eve's Tumor with a new album out today on March 17th. It's called Praise the Lord Who Choose But Which Does Not Consume or Simply Hop Between Worlds. And as always, before we wrap up this week's show, let's take a minute to flag some of our personal favorites out today. Letitia, we'll start with you. So my pick for this new music Friday is Unknown Mortal Orchestra's new album, Five.
I think they've been really interesting in the sense that they've been around for a long time and they've been able to kind of evolve with their sound going from more poppier to more dream indie pop. And I'm just excited to hear how the whole thing comes together this time around. Serena. Yeah, my pick this week is the album Episode One, Love, from the artist So Yoon. They're the leader of the Korean rock band Seso uh, Neon, and this is their second album, which really leans more into their R&B influences, you know, Japanese city pop and electro soul. And there have been so many great albums about love and desire over the last month. And I say, here's another one. <laughs> this one's good too. <laughs> If you like music, here is some. Tariq. My pick for this week is Genevieve Artadi, the album. Forever on Flying Lotus's imprint, Brain Feeder. Basically, she is kind of a jazz artist, but with A mixture of uh, rock and avant pop, kind of like think of Stereo Lab meets jazz. Half the album was written for a big band out of Sweden by the name of Norbotten Big Band. And the vibe is an album that is perfect to listen to and just chill out to on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. I've got another one that's good to chill out to. There were so many things to choose from this week, but I'll go with Nicholas Poshberg, the pianist and composer. His new album is called Panta Ray. He is an artist based out of Berlin who has been called a classical crossover musician, and I put that in air quotes. Uh, but that just means that he blends a lot of different acoustic and electronic sounds together. You know, strings, keys, synths, accordions, you name it. It's often very cinematic. Again, it's called Panta Ray by Nicholas Poshberg. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. My thanks to Serena Turos, Letitia Harris, and Tariq Moody. Thanks so much, everybody. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Thanks, Robin. And thanks for listening to this week's show. You can follow me on Twitter at N-P-R-O-B-I-N. That's N-P-R-O-B-I-N. N-P-R-O-B-I-N. You can follow NPR Music and keep up with the latest Tiny Desks, new music, features, and more by signing up for our newsletter. We only send it out once a week on Saturdays. You can get it at npr.org slash music newsletter. If you want to see a complete list of everything that we played and talked about on this week's show, you'll find it in the description of this episode in your podcast feed. And you can listen to full versions of the songs we featured, along with a whole bunch of singles that came out this week, in our expanded New Music Friday playlists. Just search for NPR in Apple Music or Spotify. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Music.
This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Schizophrenia and Psychosis Action Alliance. Shattering barriers to treatment, survival, and recovery. People with schizophrenia can recover and thrive. More at WeCanThrive.org. These days, news comes at you fast. But the truth? Getting there takes time. There's something that hasn't been disclosed yet. Embedded is a podcast that takes the time to look beyond the headlines. How, how did this happen? How did we get here? With original documentary storytelling. Listen to NPR's Embedded wherever you get your podcasts.